you put this money in, you have to have done it in a way that it's pretty reasonable, almost a sure thing sometimes even, that you're going to be able to pay that back. From the team at CouncilHero.com, this is School Counselor Karaoke, a show about school counselors, their journeys, the lives they have impacted, and some helpful tips. Oh, and there's a little bit of fun at the end too. You could probably guess what that is. Today's episode is about college costs, simply put. We're here to give you some information that you need to think about as a student, as a parent, to help you really understand what you're getting yourself into. And I'm your host, Shamoon Ebrahimi, otherwise known as Mr. E or Mr. Ebrahimi. And when you stick around until the end, you will hear what song my guest will sing this time. I'm very happy to be here today with an awesome guest. And I'm gonna let him introduce himself to the audience today, and we'll go from there. Hello, uh, I'm Mark Salisbury. I have spent uh, the last several years running a company called Tuition Fit, but I've spent uh, 25 years working on the college and university side, but really focused on uh, college student success and college access. Awesome, thank you, Mark. So uh, I think what I'd love to do from the very beginning with all my guests is just to walk through the journey that brought you to where you are. I think it will inspire a lot of young people or maybe parents of children who are looking to uh, find their place in the world. And how did you get started from the very beginning? How did you end up to where you ended up? And now you're helping the whole world when it comes to the world of financial aid. Well, it's a pretty windy path. Uh, when I graduated from high school, had a lot more hair and had uh, big dreams of being a rock star and uh, kind of spent several years chasing the musical dream. Went to college for a couple of years, transferred to a music school, dropped out, worked for a while, finally went back to school. And, uh, and then I ended up as a college soccer coach only because I'd played soccer in high school and sort of didn't know what else to do and ended up doing that for 10 years before um, going into college admissions and then doing a PhD and then working at a college in Illinois for about eight years. It's a, been a pretty windy path. And, you know, I've been uh, just lucky to have opportunities sort of show up, but I had no clue that I was gonna end up where I am now didn't even know that the job I had for the last eight years as a director of institutional research and assessment, which is the nerdiest job title ever, I didn't even know that existed um, 20 years ago. So um, yeah, it's kind of a path that goes all over. And sometimes it's useful just to know that there's going to be some curves and you kind of plan to navigate the curves. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because that in itself could be the life lesson for all my young people out there that are trying to figure out what to do with their lives. Sometimes it's not a straight arrow. And sometimes you have to, I guess, I don't want to call it failure, but failing up maybe is the better way to say it or failing in failing and learning from your experiences, trying something different 
and then realizing where you actually are supposed to, where you end up and what your purpose is. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing that. You bet. There's so much, so much changes over time that you just can't possibly predict. When, when I went to college, you know, I, I ended up with an English major and a lot of other folks I know that went into humanities majors, um, they're in web design and IT security now. And that stuff didn't exist. It wasn't even on the radar when I went to college. I had no idea. So you just, you really do have to just plan on stuff's going to come up and maybe you jump at it. Yes. And I think we can both agree. And this is probably going to be the really main theme of today's episode is that while you're doing that, really take into consideration this whole idea of return on investment. So why don't we dive into that? Let's, let's explain to the audience, families, students, pay close attention here. What is this whole idea of return on investment to begin with as it pertains to your life journey, your career journey? Yeah, it's become really the most important question to ask and think about as you start thinking about what am I going to do after high school, whatever that is whether it's go to college, whether it's go to community college, whether it's go get a job, whether it's a volunteer for something, um, you're investing time and emotion and effort and increasingly money. And when you put that money in, the one thing that's different than most other things where you just buy it off the shelf is you put money in, let's say the college degree, you put money in over a period of four years, let's say four years, hope, Fingers crossed, four years, right? And um, until you finish that four years and you graduate, you really don't have anything. So you're gonna be putting in money over time to acquire this thing. And that total amount of money is gonna be a lot more than you usually think about just for one year of college. It's it's four, four years of that. Then at the end of all that, you go out for, whatever you're going to do next, probably a job. And in most cases now, you have borrowed, you have taken from funds that you might intended to use for something else in order to put that into that college education. Ultimately, you get that degree. And you got to replenish that, right? You either got to pay back the loans or you got to put the money back in for families that decide to borrow against their retirement or whatever they choose to do. Some ideas are better than others, right? But people are doing whatever they can to try to pay for college. You put this money in, you have to have done it in a way that it's pretty reasonable, almost a sure thing sometimes even, that you're gonna be able to pay that back. You're gonna to have to get, you get something from that experience, yes, that's not sort of monetary, but because of the cost, some of the thing you have to get back is monetary. And that is the return. So when students are looking at college, a lot of times they don't really think through, there's money that's gonna have to be spent on this. And you're gonna ha have to acquire that money from other places. Oftentimes it's borrowing from the federal government. Sometimes it's even borrowing from other sources. And when you borrow, you're gonna have to pay that back and the only way that that pays off is if you get the degree so that you can get the jobs that require that degree that pay more in order to pay back what you 
borrowed. All of that to say, the one thing you don't want, spend a ton of money. And then afterwards, the job you can get doesn't begin to help you pay back the money you borrowed or money you invested. You want that exactly. to end up being a positive result. Right. And right now we're at a really weird time in our history where we have many, many, many students, with lots and lots of debt who are unable to pay. And it is coming up in the mainstream media. And what I love about what we're trying to do here on our side as school counselors and you yourself with your organization is to try to really help fight that. We right? have to fix that. It's, it's decimated a whole generation of people where they either had to drop out of college because the costs got to be too much. And then they got the worst combination. You got a bunch of money that you owe and they still expect you to pay it back. Shocking, right? You have to pay that back, but you don't have the degree. So now you can't get the job that would pay you more, but you still owe the money. That's the worst possible scenario. And that's why the thinking about ROI from the very beginning of the college search process is so important because it's you're not going to get that benefit of the return on investment right away. It's just a couple of years down the road, right? But then even when these students borrowed a bunch and got the degree, they then went out into the job market and the amount of money that they could get for the salaries of the possession, the professions they chose didn't begin to allow them to both pay off the debt and live as successful young adults. And so maybe they couldn't follow their passion for the position, the profession they really wanted to chase that just doesn't pay that much. And so they had to take a soul crusher job in a skyscraper somewhere, right? Or they couldn't move out on their own. So they had to stay at their parents' house and their parents were maybe not as thrilled as they'd like because of that. Or they had to postpone getting married or they've had, and they've had to postpone having children and buying a house and all the things that we assume are a part of a successful adult life that comes after a college degree. There's a whole generation of folks for whom that's never happened and probably won't. And we have to fix that. All right. Well, let's get down to it. What are you trying to do to fix that? Well, the biggest problem in the college search process is that the information that people need to ensure that they make the best financial decision and ensure that their ROI is going to turn out positive, the information they need to be able to make sure that happens is price. They need to know what their price would be at every college or university that they might look at. The way the college search process works and the way the college admissions world has uh, what it has evolved to is a system in which you have no idea what your actual price is going to be until the very end of the process after you've eliminated most of the potential options because colleges post a very high sticker price. That's the price that they advertise. That's the price that most people see. And most people have no idea if they would get a discount and how much of a discount that would actually be. And because we're talking tens bordering now on $100,000 a year for school some places, 
it's a lot of money. And that kind of space means that folks are just in a total pickle. And as a function of that and the pressure to find a college and all the other social things, you end up falling for a lot of the marketing scheme and applying to colleges that you can get into, but the price tag that they'll give you is way more than you would like to spend or even could spend. And then you feel like you're over a barrel and you end up having to borrow. And then all the things we just talked about played out. Enough students now see that and families see it because as you said, this stuff's in the major media now that a lot of folks just say, you know what, this thing looks like a scam and I'm not even going to play. So forget it. I'm not even going to try to go to college because it's too expensive because I don't want to end up borrowing more than I can afford because I don't like getting scammed. And, you know, colleges will tell you that it's not a scam and I'm not suggesting that they're intentions are bad, but the way that the system plays out, that's what it looks like. And the lower you get on the socioeconomic spectrum, the more it looks like that. And so what tuition fit did, what my company has done is just start to create essentially out of nothing, a data set of the actual prices that students are paying by getting the, allowing the public to share the information that every individual student sees when they get financial aid offers letters and then allow the rest of the public to see that data set and to search it so that people really can find the schools that are in their price range from the beginning of the process so that they don't end up in that financial uh, disaster later awesome thank you and i hope more and more people are able to now hear things from this podcast and everywhere else and learn more about your organization. I really appreciate the fact that you're trying to help our communities. And if you were going to give three pieces of advice as it pertains to financial aid and really understanding how to navigate this world for high school students and their parents and their families, what would you say those three things are? That's a great question. Um, one, I would say first, everything we know about college student success, 40 years of research on that topic, tells us the same thing. And that is that a student's success in college and after college is a function of what they do while they're in college, whatever college they're in, and not a function of the name brand that they chose to attend. So that means you really don't have to feel like the price tag somehow is a reflection of quality and the more expensive the school, the better it is, and that you should then shoot for the more expensive place. You really can get a great education and be very successful coming out of college, going to far less expensive places. If you as a student really take that education and, and milk every bit that you can get out of it. The second thing I would say is when you're looking at the financial aid game and all of the stuff that goes on in there, stay away from parent plus loans. Parent plus loans are such a thing now that the parents borrow after the student has maximized their own amount to, that they can borrow. And it's an unlimited amount. 
And so it's very easy to sort of fall down this rabbit hole where the family then borrows a bunch of extra money and ultimately ends up with the family owing on top of the student owing. And um, it's actually a pretty expensive loan to fall into. Yeah, I, I actually know many students who've done that with their families and even some family members. And I know it's it's a pretty tough uh, hole to dig out of. So, and awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I want to take a moment here too to even plug and give a shout out to my team over at councilhero.com. And the reason why that's important is because we're actually also another company who's trying to do something about this issue here. We're building a school counseling software for school counselors and their families. Along the way, we envision uh, a time when you're gonna be able to walk into this software and go through a career path. If you can envision almost walking into a game, almost looking like Super Mario Brothers, and, and, and you see this vision of a, of a mountain, a path that goes to the top of the mountain. And each, and there'll be circles and, and a pathway to get to each circle. And each circle is a level and a level that really involves something that you learn that helps you prepare and make the most informed decision for your life after high school. One of those things is going to be for you to be able to understand this whole concept of ROI. And I'm sure there'll be another level about financial aid and just learning about the different types of financial aid. And we are essentially working towards the same common goals to help people to, to help solve this problem as a society. So shout out again, and thank you to my people at councilhero.com. In the future, you never know. Uh, I think we are open to even having further discussions with Mark and seeing where we can collaborate as well. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much it for me. I think what you will all learn, if you haven't by now, listening to School Counselor Karaoke is that every guest gets a send-off, a special send-off doing their own personal karaoke. And then that's pretty much it for today's episode. And Mark has been prepped. Oh. I think he knows what he's getting himself into. <laughs> Luckily, it's only going to be more than 30 seconds of his choice. But uh, whenever you're ready, you can pull out your phone and right. go for it. Got my phone. Got my free karaoke app. But I really tried to honor this idea. I know I put myself out here and... and this is going to be the last thing that people remember about me, which is really, really not helpful. Um, but uh, there was a part of me that said, I got to rehearse. I got to practice. And then I thought, oh, that's even worse. So I have not practiced this. Got my first real six string. Bought it at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard. Jimmy quit. Jody got married. I should have known we'd never get far. All right. Nice job. Thank you. That was awesome. You are officially sent off as another guest in school concert character market the best i really appreciate we'll see you in the future my man <laughs> see you later
Later, alligator. Today's podcast was brought to you by the team at CouncilHero.com. To learn more about school counselors and their friends, click on our subscribe button. Music was brought to you by the people at PremiumBeats.com and Innovation by John Sib. And L-E-S-F-M from Pixabay. Now, as a listener, if you want to share your thoughts, you're welcome to email us at info at counselhero.com. And for more content, of course, hit the subscribe button. And more importantly, if you want to be a guest on School Counselor Karaoke, tell us about yourself, include your contact information, and email it to sck at counselhero.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.